You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and Ten podcast. Here's your host, Jake Putinsky. Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Fortinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinsky and FL. You can also check out any of our dedicated social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even YouTube at Herd and 10. If you don't like listening on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, any of your podcast streaming services, you can check out our episodes on YouTube and they launch on YouTube earlier than all those other networks. So if you want that exclusive access first thing in the morning, go to our YouTube channel. Just search Herd and 10 Podcast on YouTube and you will find all of our episodes there. Let's get into this episode. Again, I get to say it again. Bills win, Bills win, Bills win. Our Buffalo Bills are now 11 in three. This is surreal. The Bills are so much better than a lot of us even expected. We knew they were going to be good, but I don't know if we knew they were going to be this good. Last week's episode, I talked about that the Bills are a real Super Bowl contender, and nothing has changed. They destroyed the Denver Broncos, beating them 48-19, to and made it look damn easy. Man, that feels good. Yes, the Broncos are not good, but it feels good to stomp on a team that isn't good. We're finally now beating down on teams that we should be beating down on, and we're still beating teams that are really good. The Bills are now the AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years. We can finally say it. They have won the division. And there's still two weeks left in the season. The Bills could go 13-3. and I believe at the beginning of this season or just prior to the season, I had my brother on and we each gave our score predictions. I had the Bills at I believe it was 11-5 and and he also had the Bills at 11-5. and It's looking like they're going to beat our predictions. And I'm thrilled about it. I am really thrilled about it. What a great feeling. What a amazing way to finally have something good in this 2020 year. Of course, we've all been in this pandemic together, but we're all now getting to ride the Bills train together. If you weren't a Bills fan and you're now joining the bandwagon, look, 
I hate bandwagoners, but you know what? Come on board. Jump aboard. We're, we want more fans. Come on. Some of you might not like that I'm saying that, but who cares? Let's, let's just get everyone loving the Bills. I don't care if you were a Bills fan, you want to become a Bills fan. Now is the time. Get in now. Get in early because the Bills are building a dynasty. Now is the time to get in. This is like the IPO, the initial public offering. Okay, the Bills are finally here. They're getting primetime games. They're whooping other teams' butts. They're, they're doing well. So now is the time. And for those of you who are like me, a diehard fan who has been a Bills fan for decades, man, this is so amazing. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just so excited. It can't get better than this, can it? I guess it could. The Bills could win the Super Bowl. But right now, at this moment, it could not be much better. I don't have much to complain about. I really don't. The Bills looked really good. I want to do a quick drive of the game. The drive of the game is the drive that led to the Josh Allen rocket of a touchdown pass to Jake Kumaro. That was just phenomenal. To me, that moment was when things really became real. Josh Allen is for real. Doesn't seem to matter how much the refs screw the team over. Doesn't matter how many times the team gets pushed back. The Bills were close to a touchdown. They were pushed back with multiple penalties. And Allen just kept coming and coming. He throws a touchdown. They call a holding. Throws another touchdown. I think it was an illegal formation or something. We're backed up. We're, you know, now I think even just a tad outside of the red zone. And Josh Allen backs him into the pocket and just throws an absolute dart to Jake Kumaro between two defenders. Just a rocket. And it was a beautiful touchdown. And that is when I finally started going, wow, Josh Allen is becoming a superstar. This guy could become a generational player. I'm saying it. He could be a generational player. I already said it last week that I personally think he's the best quarterback already that the Bills have ever had. He's doing some incredible things. Some things that no one thought he could do. Accurate passing. Great fight in the guy. Great attitude. Doesn't seem to matter how many penalties the Bills take. He just keeps coming. So that is the drive of the game. And that drive is brought to you by The Drive, which you can check out at playthedrive.com. It's really a great card game. I just want to say quickly, Play The Drive, honestly, this game is incredible. It makes every football game so exciting. All of a sudden, you can bet on every single drive during a football game. Betting on each drive with my friends and family makes everything more exciting. The fact that I can make a few bucks if the Bills score or get a field goal or force a fumble on defense, if I can win a few bucks from that, I'm in. Check out The Drive at playthedrive.com. Let's get into our next segment, which is the weekly wins and lazy losses. So before I get into this segment, I just want to say that this segment is brought to you by Manscaped 
who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. But they now also offer products for other parts of your body. I want to tell you a little bit about Manscaped's latest product, the new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. If you buy this product using the promo code HERD and 10, you will receive 20% off and free shipping. So please visit manscaped.com and when you go to purchase an item and hit checkout, include the promo code HERD and 10 and get 20% off and free shipping for your entire order. So get the new Weed Whacker and or the Lawn Mower 3.0 and make your balls a priority this holiday season for weekly wins assuming cam newton's going to be playing against the bills this week you got to stop the run you got to stop cam newton from running that's really been his bread and butter it's been what he can do especially this season his passing ability is not what it once was he's really relying on the run game so in this primetime matchup you got to stop Cam Newton from running because I think that that will basically shut down their offense. I don't think they have much other than Cam Newton's running ability. So I think that that's the first weekly win. The second one is have a quick start in this game. Put the game away quickly. I mean, the perfect scenario would be to go up really big in the first half and then let Josh Allen relax in the second half or maybe at least the fourth quarter. Let him have a rest. You don't really want him in there knowing the way New England's played in the past. They may try to hit him, injure him, that kind of thing. The goal here would be beat down on them as early and as often as possible so Allen can rest in the second half for the lazy losses. If you allow this game to be close, if you don't go up early and this game stays close and low scoring, I think the Bills could actually lose. I don't think the Bills will lose this game, but they certainly could if they allow the Patriots to hang around for a long time. So like I said in the weekly wins, the Bills need to go up quickly, early, and end this game, honestly, in the first half. That would be the perfect scenario. You know, go up like 21 or 28 to 3, something like that to to really solidify the game, I think is really crucial. You don't really want to be going to the second half up like 10-7 or something. I just don't think that's the game the Bills want to be in. I don't think you want to be in that type of defensive struggle. I think you want to go up early. You want to put the game away, put the game on ice, and then kind of coast by in the second half. So that to me would be the key. What I want to talk about quickly here before we take a break is the guests that we're going to be having. We're going to be having two awesome guests. We're going to be having Mike Lindsley and Jenna Cotterell. Both of them are awesome. Mike has his own podcast. He's been a radio host on Yahoo and SB Nation. He's really knowledgeable. He's a big Bills fan. And then you have Jenna Cotterell who is actually a TV sports anchor and Bill's Beat reporter for BuffaloPlus.com, which is part of ABC Sports 13 WHAM or 13 WHAM. I've had her colleague on before, Dan Fates. So 
She is really knowledgeable and really just someone who understands the game incredibly well. She lives and breathes Bills football, so it's awesome to have someone like that on this show as well. So please just stick around because these two guests are incredible. They bring a lot to the table, and I think you'll all appreciate it. We talk about both the Bills' huge win this past week and the Bills' semi-big primetime matchup against the New England Patriots. So stick around because in just a few moments, we will be having on those awesome guests. Thanks. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. As mentioned earlier, we have guest Mike Lindsley here. Really knowledgeable guy, passionate Bills fan. Mike. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's awesome to go back in the time machine a little bit lately, and I appreciate you having me. Of course. Look, this is a great time to be cheering on the Bills, moving to 11-3. and three. Looking at the game that the Bills just won where they dominated, what are your key takeaways from the game? Is there anything that you can really hang your hat on that you take from that game? Yeah, there's a couple things. And I think, first of all, you know, this team has been in control. I think that's the word. I think control of the elements, the situation, the expectation going into a game uh, for whatever the case may be. Uh, You know, you look at the the, the game against Pittsburgh, right? Like a lot of national pundits and Bills haters and Allen haters said that they they still didn't have a, a statement AFC win, right? It seems like it changes every week for the Bills. Before the Steelers game, they didn't have a statement AFC win. After they they beat the Rams, they didn't have a statement win, period. Uh, You know, going into the Denver game, it was a letdown. It was a letdown game coming. Like, don't be surprised if this team, and I agreed with that a little bit, um, you know, but but the narrative changes every week to go against the Bills. And look, the way I look at that, keep it coming. Keep saying they can't play. Keep saying the defense has holes. Keep saying Allen can't play. Keep it coming because they thrive off that stuff. But to me... Going into a lot of games, the Bills have had control. They've overcome something in each of these victories, and it, it leaves you with a feeling of confidence. Like they blew the lead against the Rams. It, it, Allen's going to have the ball. Don't worry. I texted a bunch of my buddies on a thread during the Cardinal game. The Cardinals took away. I said, "Don't worry. Allen's got the ball last. He's got a, a, a kind of a pen penchant for." delivering in the clutch now sure enough he hits digs on one of the sweetest throws we know what happened after that but you get the point they overcame a lot uh and they were still in control of the football game 49ers game early in the game fourth and one they don't get it 49ers take it all the way down the defense stops the Niners and then Moss fumbles and the Niners score right away didn't matter Bills were in control same thing with this Denver game the Denver game Andre Roberts fumbles the ball, right, with the Bills up, what, I think 21-7, to and you're going, wow, that never happens to the Bills. Andre Roberts is a special team wizard. Denver takes it down, and they score. Might have even been 14-0, I can't remember. But either way, it was 14-7, and then Fant catches the touchdown late in in the first half, and you're going, it's an eight-point game. Denver, do they have a little bit of momentum? Nah, we're good. I feel like we're in control, and they were. They were in total control, and then they blew them out in the second half. So 
to answer your question long form, I think the words control, the Bills have been in control in their victories this season. And I think the Denver game was no different. Yeah, I like that because that's something that the Bills organization has not had a lot of in the last, we'll say, two and a half decades. And it seems like they have finally found that. And it comes from both coaching as well as the player personnel. You know, you you talk about Josh Allen really lighting up the league now, really showing poise and confidence. And it's coming across now on other parts of the game. Yes, you had a fumble with Andre Roberts, but the team bounces back. The game gets close, the team bounces back. There seems to be this calmness within the organization where they're never really nervous. They're never in a situation where they don't feel they can't win. And they always have a chance to win specifically from the Broncos game, are there any players that you really are excited about? Obviously the Bills have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Is there anyone else that you have found specifically from the Broncos game that we should be even more excited about moving forward and moving into the playoffs? I mean, look, the, the easy, you know, the easy answer is the offense, right? It's always, it's always Allen, Diggs, Beasley, um, I, I gotta tell you, there, there's, there's a couple for me and, and one of them's on defense. I mean, I just think this year, Jerry Hughes has been an animal and I think Trey white, you know, coming across on that, on that blind side, you know, blitz and, and actually running around the pocket and then in and through the pocket and stripping, it literally was an old school fundamental strip by Trey white. And then here, Jerry Hughes, here he is picks up the ball and goes back to his high school days as a running back uh, and dances like a ballerina. You know, he goes up, he goes down, he goes right, he goes left, and he takes it into the end zone. He's been unbelievable, man. I mean, he's been batting balls. He's been sacking the QB. He's in, he's rushing, he's stopping the, you know, the ground game. He's been great on third down when he's been in there. I, I think Jerry Hughes is an answer for me on defense. And I think on the offensive side of things, I got to tell you, I, I did a little video on this today, man. I, I think the Bills' offensive line has is, is, is been an A as far as a grade this year. I mean, you think about Mitch Morris missing a little bit of time. Feliciano started the year out. Uh, Cody Ford is now out, obviously, as we know, until the end of the year. Uh, and they've had, you know, Brian Winters has been brutal, and Ike Bodeger has been awful at times. But somehow, some way, they've been able to figure this thing out. And I think it's because of Deion Dawkins. I mean, I think Deion Dawkins, Brandon Bean in the summertime, gave him that big contract. And I remember talking with a best buddy of mine going, man, that's a lot of money. I'm not really sure as he proved this thing. And I'll tell you what, the big man out of Temple has been nothing short of spectacular. You know, blocking for Josh Allen, holding the, you know, the fourth down, being the anchor of the O-line. And now you've got Dawkins, you've got Darrell Williams on the right side doing his thing. You've got Feliciano, who's versatile, can play guard and center. And Morse at center allows Feliciano to go to a more natural position at guard. Not that he can't play center as we've seen this year. I'm going to go Deion Dawkins on the left side, and I'm going to go Jerry Hughes on, on, um, on the left side of the offensive line for, for the Bills. I'm going to go Jerry Hughes on defense. And by the way, speaking of Darrell Williams, he was unbelievable up against T.J. Watt against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's earned a contract. If I had to choose another guy to, you know, to, 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 to kind of be a, a, an anchor of the Bills offensive line or take maybe two from each side, I, I'd, go, I'd go one D, Deion Dawkins, one A Darrell Williams, and on defense, I'd probably go one Jerry Hughes, and I think one A, I got to go Trey White. I mean, this guy at any time can pick the ball off and change the game uh, and was close to a couple picks against Denver. He's playing as well 
as he has uh, at any point in his Bills career. So I think those two guys and then the added two for me from, uh, from that game against Denver. Yeah, I like that answer because it gives us some other players to focus on. Jerry Hughes, who has, of course, had a great career with the Bills, has taken a back seat in the last couple seasons, but it seems like he's now getting back to where we need him to be, especially going into the playoffs with just a couple games to go. It's really important that he gets going. I like that take on Darrell Williams because I think that's a player who's been very quietly doing a very impressive job. He is a player that, like you said, could be a key anchor to this line and is probably one of the key reasons why Josh Allen has so much time in the pocket. Having great tackles like Deion Dawkins and Darrell Williams anchoring and solidifying this line is really what's going to allow the Bills team to take that next step to win that game in the playoffs. I think that it comes down to players like that. When you talk about maybe he at this point has earned a contract, the question is, what is that contract going to be? I have a feeling it's going to be a lot fatter than the Bills would like to pay. I hope they can keep him, but I think that it's realistic that he may not be on the team next year, and we're going to have to have other solutions to fill that gap. Now, on the situation with the defense, The defense seems to be playing so much better because of the offense. They seem to be playing with so much confidence that they didn't have at the beginning of the season. They almost have a swagger to them that didn't exist the first half of the season, but it seems like they they are coming on now. And you talk about it, Trey White didn't have a great start to the season, but man, oh man, he's really turning things around. He's been truly shut down on one side. And even on the other side where there's been a lot of complaints about Levi Wallace, I would argue he's looked really impressive the last couple of weeks. He's had a couple big plays. He's obviously had a takeaway. He's looked really impressive. He's deflecting balls now, which he wasn't doing. So it seems like as a whole, this team is just like I said, playing with a little bit of swagger. They seem to be playing with more confidence and it's leading to things like you said, Jerry Hughes getting in and around O-line and getting sacks, forcing fumbles, you know, uh, running like a running back like he did in his in his past life. So there's a lot of great things to be excited about. My final question for you is, do you have any concerns? Because we're flying so high right now on the Bills. But is there anything that we're maybe missing that we're so excited about that we're just not seeing as a problem that we should be aware of? Well, I'll tell you what, real quick, I wanted to say something on what you just said about the Bills and and all the things coming together. A big part of that is Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott in terms of their confidence and sticking with players. Epinesa, Klein, uh, Taron Johnson, so many of these guys were just meh uh, during the year, and then they just bang, they, they somehow hit it. Maybe even, you know, uh, uh, Brian Winters for a while there, you know, he's playing poorly. And then he had finally a couple of really good drives a few weeks ago. They, there's, there's a quality of those two guys. There's a, there's a, there's a commitment to their players. And, and when those guys get that feeling that, Hey, they believe in me, even though I'm struggling right now, look at what's happening with these guys. All of a sudden something clicks and they start performing as far as your question. Yeah, there is something that's missing right now. Um, I know that the AFC East championship should say one not done. I get why they did that. I, I don't like that. What team ever ever says, hey, we just won a division. We're satisfied. Like, nobody does that, so I come out with T-shirts. Um, everybody's happy about Allen. He's making, finally, all the headlines. The offense is, is, is humming. 
The Bills are better on third down on both sides of the ball. Uh, they have multiple statement wins. They have a chance for the two seed. All the things are spinning right for Buffalo. There's no question. But the Bills still have not, and this is not, there's going to be some people who listen to this and think that I'm being negative. I'm not. It's, it's being realistic. This team has been slowly but surely under this regime checking boxes, right? Break the drought. Um, you know, win the AFC East, right? Well, what's the next box to check? The next box to check is win a playoff game. Can they win a playoff game? That's the next step. That's the question. There's people starting to talk, well, they got to be in the AFC title game now at this point. They got to do this and they got to do it. Listen, the Ravens last year were a juggernaut. Lamar Jackson was the MVP and they felt completely flat having two weeks off to prepare in the season. Lamar Jackson didn't win a bowl game in college, seems to not be able to win on the big stage. And some people critique him, but not enough, I don't think. But yet Josh Allen's getting crucified for losing one game last year against Houston, throwing the back lateral, losing control on the big stage. The Bills have yet, and there, you know, some of that criticism is fair on one side, but on the other, it was his first playoff game, and he's still only 24. The Bills as a whole, it's not necessarily a criticism as much as it is a question. The Bills have broken the drought, check. The Bills have won the AFC East. Tom Brady's out of the division, check. The Bills have all the statement wins, check. Rams, uh, you know, uh, Steelers game, et cetera. Multiple statement wins. They won on national TV last year a couple of times. They beat the Steelers. I know they were down to Duck Hodges, but it was a Sunday game, clinched the division, check. They played out a 425 Thanksgiving primetime game, check. This year on primetime, winning, check, check. The next check box is, is out there. And that's, can they win a playoff game? Again, not a criticism as much as it is a question. That's something that really we need to start focusing on. Is this team ready to go on the big stage? Fans, no fans, some fans. Can they go and win a game, that first, that first playoff game? And oh, by the way, if they get the two seed, they won't have two weeks to break here to prepare for that. Uh, because, you know, the only team with the expanded playoff with the seventh team added. The only team that gets a bye is going to be the one, and that's going to be the Chiefs, the Super Bowl favorites. That's the situation at hand. Can the Bills win at least a playoff game? Because I think if they win a playoff game and that's it, and they finish 12-4 and four or even 13-3 and three or whatever, I, I still think it's going to be a very successful season. Narratives change. Different things happen. I get that. When you get into the playoffs, man, this is not a best of seven. You know, you can't lose the first two games and then throw, you know, or, or, or well, throw your ace in game four after winning game three on short rest. That's not how this works. You got to win today and move on. You win today or lose today. So that's what the NFL playoffs are about. And that's going to be the next step for the Buffalo Bills. But my God, this has been fun so far. And I hope they keep it going because I can tell you right now, I know this is kind of a long answer. I'm 40 years old. I'm 40, well, 41 years old. And, you know, I grew up on this team like so many others in the nineties. You know, Kelly, Thomas, Reed, Bruce Smith, we know the names, Spider-Man Talley, you know, Marv Levy, we know all the names, we know what they did, we know how close they came, and we've been starving for anything resembling some kind of a success, not even AFC champs, but just what we've seen, breaking the drought and the culture and having a quarterback again and having games be fun again, and, and even though this isn't an everyday sport like baseball, 162 games, where every day there's a story because there's a game, the NFL only has one game a week, but guess what? When you win on Sunday, man, you feel like you're winning every day until the next week. And that's what this Bills team has given the Mafia again. And boy, is it fun. It has just been a blast here so far. That is an excellent take because this has been a special season. And 
You talk about it. Being a fan for a long time for the Bills, we have not gotten this type of feeling. And like you said, they don't play every day. When they win, we have a whole week of pleasure. And that's really why we watch the Bills every week because of that. And you talk about there is that question mark. And yes, it's not a concern, but it's realistic. The Bills have different expectations now. Analysts have different expectations now. Fans have different expectations now. We expect the Bills to, at the very least, win one playoff game. For the longest time, we've just been begging to make the playoffs. And then we were begging to win the division. And like you said, check, check. They've done those things. The final thing to check is winning a game. Take that next step. Prove to everyone that you are for real. That if you go 12 and 4, 13 and 3, you are for real. And until they do that, I think that it's very fair for you to say that. They're not quite where they need to be if they don't win that playoff game. Things change if you win or you lose. You know, we'll review in the offseason, but at this point in time, they are expected to at least win one game. And it is too bad that they don't get that extra week off. There is no bye week for the second seed. But if they can get that second seed, I think that we should be confident that they can win that one game and we'll figure out the next week. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I think, again, that's the next step. And in, in earlier in the conversation, we had talked a little bit about the Andre Roberts fumble. I just wanted to confirm that was when the Bills were up 14 to nothing. The defense made an under unbelievable stand it was a three play, it was a three and out, and Denver punted, and you felt like, oh boy, like the Bills are just going to get this ball and take it right down the stranglehold in 21 nothing. Roberts fumbles, short field, Bills, uh, you know, the Broncos take it in 14-7, but then again, Bills go right back down, score 21-7, in control with the fan TD late in the first half. I just want to make sure uh, that the facts were in order, but, but the bottom line is playoff win at this particular point, and I got to tell you, I think this team is elite right now for this season. I don't think that they're elite in the NFL. You know, they haven't proved sustainability. The ultimate thing in sports, sustainability, consistency, that's what we saw in the Patriots in 20 years, nine Super Bowl appearances, six wins, the Michael Jordan Bulls of the 90s, the 80s Celtics, the 80s 49ers, all the dynasties that we've seen over the years. The reason those teams are so amazing, even more than the championships, even more than the championship appearances in losing fashion, it's year after year being a contender, year after year winning 12 games year after year when in 70 plus games or whatever in the NBA, NHL, et cetera, uh, those old Canadians teams of the seventies, et cetera, it's consistency and sustainability. Seahawks uh, yesterday, as we record this eight out of nine now years in the playoffs, those are the things the bills are looking to do. But for right now, living in the moment, the bills are an elite team in the NFL. I, I think that the, it, it's the chiefs saints. I think bills, I think Packers, I think those are probably the big four right now in the NFL get these last two games. Maybe they finish one and one. Who knows if they rest some starters last week, Bills finish 12 and four or, or 13 and three. I think they're going to win at least one more of these games. Um, you know, try to go get the two seed and try to go win a playoff game. And God, dare I say, make a Super Bowl run. I, I am, I, I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I thought this team would be decent. I thought they were, I picked them to make the playoffs. I picked them as a wild card, but uh, I never imagined a few days before Christmas talking about a team that could make a run to Tampa. Never in, in a million years. 
on the same page. Look, I didn't have them getting the wild card. I did think they were going to win the division, but I did not see them being this dominant. I didn't think they'd be, you know, I didn't think you and I would be speaking and we'd be saying that they're in the big four. I did not think they'd be that talented. But look, our offense has shocked a lot of people. It has become what we had hoped Allen would take this offense to, and he has done that. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. This was a great chat. Great to talk to someone who's positive, but also realistic and willing to consider that there are still some, you know, worries or question marks that need to be answered. So Mike, thank you so much. Again, if anyone wants to check him out, go to his Twitter account at Mike L sports. Mike, is there anywhere else they should check you out to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Mike L Sports 1979. And my podcast is all over the major platforms Stitcher, Deezer, uh, Apple, Google, you name it. Uh, you can go download, subscribe, leave a five star review, and, and some feedback. It's called the ML Sports Platter, where podcasts are found on your smartphone device. Some of my past guests have included Lorenzo Alexander, Eric Wood. Uh, in my past radio days, I've had, you know, past Hall of Fame bills on from Thurman Thomas to Jim Kelly and uh, in some of the other sports and in, in the broadcast world, the likes of. Uh, you know, Bob Costas and Ian O'Connor and, and a bunch of baseball Hall of Famers. So uh, check it out. Hopefully you like the content. And I've got a big week of interviews and a, a real flurry to finish the year strong. But this was a pleasure. And thanks so much for having me. And, and uh, look, go Bills. Go Bills. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. As mentioned previously, we have an exciting special guest, Jenna Cottrell. I've dealt with her coworker before, had him on, Dan Fates, had a great chat with him. So I figured why not get his colleague on? She's 
really knowledgeable. She's a Bills beat reporter and TV sports anchor for buffaloplus.com and ABC's 13 Wham. Jenna, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you, Twitter, that kind of thing. First of all, following up from Dan Fates is a tough act to follow, so I'll do what I can. Um, but no, you can uh, find me on Buffalo Plus as well as our 13 Wham ABC. I'm out in Rochester, New York, but we cover all of Western New York. And of course, the Bills are a huge ticket, especially right now coming off that AFC East title this last week after beating the Broncos. So um, plenty of stuff to get into. I'm really excited to be joining you today course no look we're we're thrilled to have you on let's get straight into it the bills obviously are coming off a massive win over the denver broncos and are now facing their old arch nemesis in the new england patriots the bills have a chance to sweep them and beat them in both games this season do you have any keys to the game or anything that fans should be specifically looking for entering this game especially the fact that it is a primetime matchup, and it is in the Patriots' home stadium, Gillette Stadium. I feel like Bills fans should take this opportunity to really soak this in. Like you said, it's the opportunity for Buffalo to sweep the Patriots. The Bills have the AFC East title. It's something that that New England has owned for so long. Patriots are now eliminated from the postseason for the first time in 11 years. The keys to this game is just for the Bills to continue playing Buffalo football that we've seen as of late. Give the ball to Josh Allen. Let him torch the secondary. I mean, Stephon Diggs has been so outstanding, as is Cole Beasley. Obviously, Allen has been tremendous. I mean, there's talks of MVP. I mean, this is a team that so often you hear in football, oh, you know, you got to peak at the right time, all of those things, but Aside from the Hail Mary, the Bills would have won eight straight games. And I think that says something to how this team has been able to put together all those pieces as they look to finish strong and then finish and go into the second part of the season, which we know playoffs is the most important. Yeah, and it seems like at this point, the Bills have hopefully rid themselves of this previous 25 years of a lot of misery and a lot of Patriots control in the AFC East is it more significant this game even though the Patriots are out of the playoff race and the Bills do have the AFC East locked up is there something still significant to the Bills winning this game and sweeping the Patriots and really truly ending this reign of the Patriots over the Bills absolutely I think this is for so long the Bills have been kind of the little brother in the division to new England. They've always been out in front. They've always tromped the bills. It's been comical how good Brady was, especially in orchard park. But for so many years, you know, covering this team for about five years, I would, I'm usually the one that goes to Gillette field. I'm usually the one who's in new England and it's always games where you're like, they were right there. The bills were right there. Something happens. Brady was Brady, but this year for them to have already beaten new England. And that was back when the bills really weren't playing the style or they weren't as confident. At least Allen wasn't quite as explosive as he is right now. Bills fans just need to, like I said, they need to enjoy this moment. And I, I know they will, but it's something that we like, let's be real coming into the season. I don't know if we expected it to look like this. I, I don't think a lot of people did. And I think on Monday night, it's the ability for this Buffalo team to kind of put an exclamation point, an exclamation mark 
on what this rivalry has been. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hasn't even really been a rivalry because it's just been dominated by New England. But I think this is a chance for also the Bills to show that maturity. We saw it even in Denver. They were coming off an emotional win over the Steelers. They had back-to-back primetime games. Looking ahead, they had this New England game. The Bills showed that maturation process of not overlooking a 5-8 and eight at the time Broncos team. They handled their business. I expect Buffalo to do the same thing on the 28th, which is something to say because it's not like that happens overnight. Like, I feel like in past Bills teams, we kind of might expect, like, a little bit of an emotional letdown, especially after wins that are so big. But they came out prepared against the Broncos, and that's that's the Broncos. You know, this New England team is hurting. Cam Newton has been terrible. Now they're preparing to see Cam Newton. We don't know who we will see at this point, but this is a chance for Buffalo to really dominate and they should take advantage because it's been a long time coming. That's true. It's finally an opportunity for them to really make their mark on this division, clearing out the old and bringing in the new. And this seems like the game to finally do it. It's prime time against the Patriots. It's a team that has just torched us for years. And finally, it seems like we've turned that corner and man, it does feel good. (laughs) So my final question for you, Jenna, is score prediction. Obviously, I think we both are on the same page, which is the Bills are going to hopefully win this game. The question is, is it going to be a huge win Or is this going to be a close defensive struggle? I think that this Bills team, you have a tale of two seasons on both ends of this. Like I look at this New England team, they're coming off another tough loss. They got run all over. Miami had, I think it was 250 rushing yards. They are beating up Stephon Gilmore going down with some type of leg injury. I mean, you have them kind of, imploding they're eliminated from the playoffs like this is a Patriots team that we really haven't seen them look like this in literal decades and then on the other side of that you have the bills that have been clicking on all the right cylinders and really things have been flowing into place because of that and just where the confidence I love this quote Micah Hyde said this last year confidence is a hell of a drug and right now I think you're seeing a very confident but still prepared which is important bills team and because of that I haven't picked a score yet, but I'm going to say a lot Bills, a little New England, and I'm sure Bills Mafia will take advantage of that moment because, like I said, it's been a long time coming, but also it says so much about how far this team has come. Even in just this season, I feel like Allen was red hot to start in September. Then he kind of hit a lull. The offense struggled. They struggled to run the ball. The defense wasn't playing well, but to see the way they've picked things up, in November and now December, it's encouraging stuff. And I think a win, even though there's not going to be fans in Foxborough, like just winning on that turf is something that I know Bills players are going to be so excited about because of the rain that New England has had. And it's really a chance for the Bills to to say, hey, you know, you're not you're not the Kings anymore, at least not this season. Just listening to you say that is getting me excited. It's getting me going. It's getting me pumped for this week. We got two weeks left and this game really is so important. And even if the players don't say it is, we know it is. And especially to some of the players who've been on this team for a long time and have been under Brady and Belichick's 
fingers for so many years. I think this will be really a big game to them. And I feel like the Bills are going to show up. You talked about it earlier that the Bills are a week-to-week team. They don't let you down this new squad. They come in every week, whether it's off of a big win, you know, a big loss, whatever it might be, they show up every week. And I feel like this is a week that they're certainly going to show up once again. And I'm going to take the Bills 24-10. to 10. Sounds like you're probably in that range, maybe even a larger win for the I Bills. I say, I'm actually but... going to go more points for the Bills. Like, they've been averaging, like, about 30 points. They had, obviously, way more against Denver. Um, but I will say, you bring up a good point about how important this game is. And another way to look at this is, yeah, we know that the Patriots have been eliminated from the postseason, but... This year with the playoffs changing in terms of the format, the one seed only team getting the bye. Like if you're the Bills, if I'm Sean McDermott, I'm trying to have my players win now and have the best situation, having more home playoff games, having the ability to wait until you meet the Chiefs later on in the postseason as like an ideal situation. So this game might be a little snoozy. There's the possibility for that because of where both teams are at in the season, but it's a huge game in terms of the bills and just getting that much closer, depending on what Pittsburgh does to getting that two seed, which is, is key to their postseason hopes. Yeah, definitely. The bills have a legitimate chance to get that second seed, right? They have that advantage over the Steelers beating them. So there is certainly a possibility that they could get the second seed. And like you said, McDermott wants this team to be in the best position possible. And I don't think anyone would be disappointed with third seed, but if we can get second seed, we should certainly try. And I feel like this Patriots game is the easiest game they have because the Dolphins the following week is going to be a challenge. The Dolphins are fighting for a playoff spot. So I think this is a real opportunity for the Bills to get a big statement win. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on. Great to have you on. And honestly, you can compete with Dan, okay? So (laughs) you came on, you had some great points. You got me excited for this week. So I really appreciate you coming on. I think our listeners will love it as well. So thank you again and go Bills. Thank you so much for having me on. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.